Welcome to Martial Arts and Crafts. I'm Sarah Deegan. I'm a mom, an artist, a black belt martial artist, life coach, and inspirer of others. In this podcast, we explore different topics related to physical and mental health, habits for success, intentional mindset shifts, and so much more. You're here because you're ready to tap into more of your potential and make a bigger impact in your life. So let's get moving. Hello, and welcome back to the Martial Arts and Crafts podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Deacon. Thanks for being here today. I wanted to share a little bit of my uh, thought process today as I have sort of gone a little bit deeper into some more superficial uh, things from, from childhood, from life experience. I've been sitting with the fact that what other people think of me is, is more about them than, than it is about me. And I've, I've talked about this topic before. I believe the episode was something about, um, you know, something like what other people think of you is none of your business. Um, something like that. We've talked about this a little bit before. And as I was just kind of having some quiet moments, um, in a sort of meditative state, I, I came to think about this phrase from childhood. I'm rubber, your glue, whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. This came into my mind because I was just thinking of the state of the world and how people are interacting with other people. And I was just like, huh, that's interesting that this, this phrase is sticking out in my mind. And so I followed the thought along and I started to realize that this stupid little childhood rhyme might have more of a point than the, you know, the superficial, like witty comeback for, for an insult or a name call or something like that. I'm, I'm noticing more and more that these little, like quick little turns of phrase, these things that stick in our memories, or at least in my memory from childhood and things like this, like there is, there's the superficial, there's what is actually saying, like just on the surface level, um, the diffusion of a name call or, or verbal exchange, right? I'm rubber, your glue, whatever you say, bounce off me and sticks to you is some, some way for being like, oh, hey, you know, look at yourself because that's sticking to you. You can't insult me, whatever. So these things that stick in our memories, whether it was originally, I, I don't even know where this came, came from, this phrase, right? This little saying, maybe it was a kid that made it up at some point. Maybe it was a grown up who wanted to instill a little bit of this wisdom in our early, you know, our early childhood um, belief systems processing and things like that. Um, but regardless, it's, it's effective for diffusing that negative, you know, verbal interaction. It's true. Right. But as I continue to kind of think about this and needle in and really dig in to it, I remembered something that I had heard a long time ago, early, early on in my personal development journey, 
I was thinking about how I had heard that the things, the behaviors, the attitudes or ways people express themselves, those little qualities and other people that I find super annoying, that you find super annoying, um, that that we find super annoying in other people when we encounter them, those are actually things that uh, there's qualities that we ourselves possess. Um, so if I'm, you know, annoyed, triggered by something somebody else is doing, the wise thing to do, the self-aware personal development growth challenge thing to do is to look and turn it back on myself and ask, like, how does this show up in me? And is that something I'm willing to, to change? Or is it something that I'm you know, feeling guilty about not changing or something like that. So that is sort of where my thought process went when I was thinking about this, I'm rubber, your glue thing, right? And especially the last couple of years related to how people are interacting with each other. Um, you know, even several years ago, even before we were mostly virtual and mostly online, Um, Even before that, there was this way that people were separating themselves from each other. There was a, well, I believe this and you believe that. And if you believe differently than I believe, because my belief is so strong and righteous and true, then you are less worthy of respect or consideration or empathy or compassion because you hold that belief or because you behave in a certain way. Now, I want to be the first to admit that I have personally held on to a lot of disappointment, resentment, even sometimes I hate to say hate, but even hate for my fellow humans during the last few years. Um, even before 2020, even before 2016, even before, um, even before all that, there's been this uh, energy of division, strife, and the anonymity of the internet only amplifies that. It exacerbates the the worst of humanity when we can have. Like, even if our real names are attached, like on Facebook or wherever, even that there's still that wall that's up, there's still a certain level of distance, anonymity of, of being able to kind of hide behind this persona, behind this screen. So even before a lot of the last, you know, the, the crap that's gone on the last few years, like I was noticing this shift where people were just letting that protection of being behind a screen um, give them license to be a jerk or to say things that maybe they wouldn't actually say to someone's face. Because when we're in each other's presence, when we're connected, when we're looking each other in the eye, there's something different about how we engage, right? If I'm looking at you face to face, like I, I am well aware that you are a real person with whom I am engaging in, in some way. And maybe it's superficial, like water cooler talk. Maybe it's not. Maybe we're getting into more of a, a heated debate. But in 
those moments when we're face to face, we can see the other person's body language change. We can hear the tone of their voice change and, and we adjust and we understand that there's a person in front of us who holds that view and it's reasonable for them to do that. Um, and it's reasonable for me to hold my view, right? So yeah, even the last few years, I, I've felt this disappointment, this distance. I've definitely been caught down rabbit holes of my own like belief echo chambers and things like that, right? There has been so much political uneasiness, um, many, many systems at play that hold back people from living their fullest lives. And, and the systems and the the beliefs and the behaviors that are happening, they're damaging on both sides. Yeah, both. And where I'm sitting right now, I currently do not identify with either of the two largest political parties or even really very much with some of the smaller ones. I have my own thoughts. I have my own opinions. I have my own beliefs about how things should work or be, but I'm not in it. I don't hold a position of any authority to enact change in these various systems. And I basically do what I can in my own microcosm of my home. I, I show up with love. My intention is empathy and compassion and connection um, as, as much as I am capable of. And I'm not perfect, but I'm working on it because I do believe that if we are um, strong in our personal connections, that does ripple out into the systems and the larger entities at play. All right. So that's sort of where I'm sitting. <laughs> and I'm, I know I'm not in charge. And I've just sort of come to accept that there will always and forever be something about the way the world works that I don't like or agree with. And sometimes it's from one party, sometimes it's from another party, sometimes it's from both parties, sometimes it's, you know, just from just the way the, the society works, right? Regardless, what has evolved for me over the last few years has been my awareness of how we are actually more alike than different from person to person, human to human, individual, unique, human to other folks. <laughs> when I claim to be better in some way than someone else, that's just my ego trying to make me feel better about myself because on some level I am insecure. I'm feeling unworthy. I am maybe holding some fear about something about myself, about my situation, my circumstances, something. And that's what I'm getting curious about today. Like what is that insecurity about myself? What is that ego trying to protect me from when I put up those walls or barriers between myself and another person. I would invite you to ask these same questions 
if I'm calling somebody an idiot, whether it's just in my own head, driving down the road or online or on a tweet or whatever, what I think that I'm doing is putting myself in a position of intellectual superiority. See how well I can identify the stupid and the foolish. Therefore, I must not be either of those things because I can point it out. Look, look at it right there. It's not on me. It's over there. You see, I'm separate from that idiotic thing. Behavior, belief, opinion, action. What an idiot. I would never do something like that. Right? But here's another one of those little childhood things. When I point my finger at someone else, look at those three other fingers pointed back at me. Now, what I might be missing when I call out the ignorance in somebody else is sort of the whole entire rest of the person. So we tend to judge ourselves by our intentions and other people by their actions. If I can look and put myself in the other person's shoes, I might start to see what I could be missing about my judgment or in in relation, in light of my judgment of them, right? What I'm missing, again, is the entire whole person in whom that, that, you know, ignorance or belief or idiotic behavior is only just a part, right? Maybe someone disagrees with me on an opinion that I feel really, really strongly about. So I just write them off because I think that I'm obviously right. There's no way that other person can be redeemed if they hold such a despicable opinion. Now, while that might solidify my social status among the other people who are in my echo chamber and believe what I believe and behave how I behave, is it really the most effective way that I can relate to another human? Is it really going to benefit me in the long run in regards to my learning, to my growth? I don't think so. And I'm, I'm thinking a little bit right now, too, about peer pressure, right? About how, again, as a child, I went through the, you know, D.A.R.E. program, and it was very hammered into us as young people in my generation that just because all your friends are doing a thing doesn't mean you have to do it. But here we are, and we've you know, insulated ourselves with other people who think, do, and behave, you know, think, feel, behave, believe certain things that align with our own so that we don't have to be challenged, so that we don't have to challenge our social circles, so that we don't have to break relationships and lose friendships because of a disagreement, because that's happening. People are losing friendships. They're losing relationships connections are breaking all over the place because there's so many very, very strong opinions. 
about how life should be, about how people should behave, about how um, you know, the world should work, right? But here's the thing. I happen to know for a fact that every single one of us can be redeemed, no matter what. That's because I follow Jesus. But even if you don't, there's a reason that we have been created or have evolved to be this way, where we want this social connection so badly that we will tear others down to secure it in our own groups. At the same time, we know that the path to understanding to connection and to, to true community, it starts with love. And we know that the path to anger, hate, and suffering starts with fear. So when I see people, even people who I love and care about, calling names, wishing harm upon each other. I can't, I can't just write them off. I've learned that there is a scared human on the other side of all of those harsh words. Sometimes it's me. <laughs> it always, always, always comes down to fear always. And when I really start to understand this on a, on a whole body, holistic, internal, spiritual heart level, then it becomes easier for me to have compassion and to choose love instead of getting sucked up into the drama of fear. So I want to invite you to look at your own biases, really, really take a hard look at them. And are these beliefs, are they coming from you? Or are they coming from a group of people that you care about? That you don't wanna rock the boat of a relationship with? What do you really, really believe about people? Because we all have these biases, we all, have our own lens through which we look at the world. And those biases, those critical impulses, they have a reason for rising up in you. And it, it might just be a signal that there's something about you doing the same thing or being the same way as what you are finding triggering or annoying or despicable about something else, somebody else. So this is your sign, this is your signal, your red flag to examine your own deeply held beliefs. Where are they coming from? Are they serving you? Are they growing you? Are they expanding you in love? Because we're beings of love, right? Your stories and the justification that you use for acting out negatively toward another broken and beautiful human being, what is that? What's really true about that? Is it really true that the person you're pointing your finger at is garbage? 
How do you know? And what part of yourself are you afraid might also be garbage? This is, this is hard work. It's, it's uncomfortable. This is a challenge to, to really, really ask yourself those questions and sit with it. I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> I haven't dug down to all the deep protective instincts in my own self yet, but man, they are there. And it is, it is tough. It's uncomfortable, it's disorienting, especially when maybe some cognitive dissonance comes up and you have to confront it. When you really start to realize that the people who trigger you by being a certain way is similar enough to ways that you yourself are being, I know it's tough. And I've actually really like genuinely gotten to this place where I can actually, I can love myself through this confrontation, this, this discomfort, and I can love and I can pray for my enemies as Jesus commands me to. Matthew 5, verse 44, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. This requires humility. It requires realizing and understanding, knowing that I'm not without sin. I'm no better than anyone else. And I am also redeemed. I'm cherished. I am loved, valued, and chosen. My flaws can be worked by God for the good of myself and other people around me. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. The grace of God has saved me, has called me to this work. And the sacrifice of Jesus has covered that sin so that I can not be paralyzed in it, not be lost in the darkness anymore. And sorry if that, all the Bible stuff is a step too far. This is a huge reference point for me. Let me say it in a more secular way. We are each of us, every single one of us here for a reason, for a purpose, whether you believe in God or not, each one of us has that potential for greatness. If we can Stop getting caught up in our, our own fear, in those dark places where we ridicule, criticize, hate, and point fingers at other people. We all have this opportunity to choose love instead, to choose love over fear. Some of us will never actually get there. For those people, their self-righteous rage, their insults, finger-pointing, name-calling, it'll all only build bigger walls, deeper division, more isolation. But if you can get curious 
get really get curious about the anger and what that fear could be underneath it, compassion will begin to seep in and restoration becomes possible. Even if you continue to disagree. I truly do not think there are any garbage people. Or maybe a more accurate truth is that we are all, each and every one of us, garbage people. However, we are not beyond redemption. We're just hurt. We're afraid. And when I remember my own wounds, my own fears, and the fact that every other person is a human being like me, when I remember that, I get closer to understanding and loving others who are most definitely in that same boat, fear, insecurity, hurt. That's why I'm rubber, your glue resonates with me these days. I mean, it truly is like whatever I'm saying about you, on some level, I must believe about myself. And that's really, really challenging because it comes down to, again, like none of this is about anyone but me. Your fear, your anger, your hate, it's not about me or whoever you're pointing the finger at. It's not about them. My fear, my anger, my hate, it's not about anyone else. Not about you. It's about me. Challenge for you today is to give yourself at least, gosh, at least 10 full undistracted minutes, more if you're willing, but focus some time and really, really think about those pet peeves, about those garbage people, about those idiots that you disagree with. Get curious. What could they be afraid of? Could it be something that you are also afraid of? Is it possible that just because we are different people with different experiences, our different approaches or outlooks on the world are equally valid? You don't even have to ask another person. <laughs> just ask yourself in the quiet, whatever quiet moment you have, um, I think it's worth it. And I think it can open up more deeper relationships, better, more fulfilling lives where we're actually learning about other people, about each other, about how we can support and help each other instead of break everything. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes Sometimes breaking is necessary. Sometimes that's how we learn and grow. But what I'm talking about here is just really holding up that mirror, taking a look. 
All right. Well, that's all I have for you today. Thank you for sticking with me. I appreciate you listening. Please feel free to check me out online at mymartialartsthelettern.crafts.com or saradeacon, S-A-R-A-D-E-A-C-O-N.com for my uh, coaching information. Thank you again for listening. And I look forward to being with you again next time.